This is the Employment Law Show. Well, hello again for a Thursday evening, 633. Skulls here and Mackenzie Irwin, courtesy Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, is a lawyer joining us today, tonight anyway. Uh, she's got all the answers, so if you didn't have a chance to call over the last couple nights at this time, now is the opportunity to, uh, to bring it on tonight. Mackenzie, ready to answer those calls. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca and to reach out afterwards to Mackenzie and her very capable team, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The topic for the evening, in between the phone calls and other things, we got to talk about mistakes I see employers making in twenty twenty four. That's a little bit of forecasting from Mackenzie. We'll get to that in just a bit, my pal. But uh, week that was case of the day. What do you got cooking? Yeah, so I, I mean, I'd like to kind of spend some time tonight talking about um, someone that I spoke to actually before the holidays, but um, you know, just at the end of December. But I think it's pretty relevant. I think it's a pretty important point to make um, to make our our listeners aware of. So um, I spoke with a gentleman. Uh, he was 61. Uh, he he told me he'd been working as a store manager for a big real t- retail company uh, for about eight years. And so um, we got to talking, and and this is kind of a, a really good reason why it's always good to run your um, your severance packages by an employment lawyer. Because the more we chatted, the more I realized he, it eventually came out that um, he's actually been working for that company at various store locations and in various roles since two thousand since two thousand. So he wasn't an eight-year employee. He was more of a 23-year employee. Um, He was telling me, you know, oh, he started in a janitorial role, and then he worked his way up to a sales associate, and he was eventually promoted to assistant store manager and then store manager. But at one point, um, around 2019, he told me he was laid off for about a month, and then he was offered an, another position at another location. And so he thought, okay, well, my service ended in 2019, and then I started a new uh, a new job in in 2019. And that's why, uh, you know, that's why I only have so many years of service. It's it's. Sure. Um, he he called me because he the company had let him go just before the holidays, and his employer had offered him um, five weeks pay. Um, and that was based on his his five years of service. And so they they gave him, they offered, oh, they're going to be so generous. They're going to offer him an additional two weeks for him to sign this release. And so he was pretty, you know, he was pretty keen to accept it because it was just before the holidays and everyone's pretty tight for yeah. cash just before the holidays. But sure. um, yeah, but he, he wanted to get, uh, he, he reached out to see, you know, he wanted to make sure it was a fair offer. Um it, it's so important that he did this because not only is um, he's he's owed significantly more than the seven weeks that they offered him, but he because he's actually a 23 years of service employee, he's likely owed close to 24 months of pay. And his employer is really not recognizing the full length of service. They're just looking back to when he started that new contract in 2019. And so... Um, it, it was good because I got on the scene right away and I was able to make, you know, convince the company that they, his statutory minimums were much more than the five weeks that he was offering. And so he got 32 weeks right away, but we're still in the process of no- negotiating um, for him to get what he's truly owed, which which is likely up to up to 24 months of pay. And so I wanted to kind of discuss this uh, this scenario because it, it happens all the time. Um, 
really, you, you shouldn't be taking your employer's assessment of your years of service at face value. Nope. If you believe you've worked longer than that, you should really, you should be, you should be saying something and you should push back. And so uh, the other thing is, even if there's a break in service, so let's say, for example, uh, you went on a leave of absence or you had a medical uh, leave or you were laid off or sometimes even you resigned uh, for a period of time, but then you come back to work pretty quickly, um, your previous years of service likely still count towards your overall um, years of service with the company. And so that is a huge, um, well, in, in this gentleman's case, it was the difference between seven weeks of pay and, and likely up to 24 months of pay. So it could be that you're walking away from a, a, a large sum of money, um, you're leaving that on the table, if you're just taking your employer's assessment of your years of service as at face value. Yeah, and I guess, you know, at the position, since it's store manager or whatever, I mean, you would have to uh, especially look deeper because it is, like you said, coming in on two years, you want to make sure he's getting all components of that compensation too. I don't know if he had a company cell phone or maybe a company car, all that stuff, uh, stock options, benefits, so on and so forth. That would be included too, yeah? Absolutely. Bonus, things like that, right. pension, RRSP contributions, all of those things would be included in that 24 months of pay. So oftentimes you see employers, they're going to offer you a severance package and it's based on your base salary alone or your hourly rate alone. And your compensation actually encompassed a lot more than that. Um Employers do it all the time. They're trying to cut costs, uh, and certainly, if your if your compensation included something along, you know, stock options, um, bonus, those things, your your severance package should also encompass those items as well. So, oftentimes, you can be leaving, you know, these share options, bonuses. Those could be a substantial portion of your co overall compensation and you don't want to be walking away signing um, a severance offer leaving that kind of money on the table let's get into that one small break we're going to take now when we come back the top mistakes we see employers making in 2024 it's going to get to a list uh, very shortly employment law show continues coming right back welcome back to the employment law show forecasting a bit of some of the uh, issues you see happening mistakes that employers might be making in 2024 mckenzie we kind of started off with this one and firing an employee just before the holidays what is the rationale for doing that yeah, so I've I mean I've already seen this uh, mistake happening uh, the, with people coming in and, and talking to me who've been terminated just before the holidays. Not only is it just poor form, it's it's mean. Uh, we're always everyone's always strapped for cash at the end of the year. It's just a terrible time to let your employees go. Bad for morale. But on top of that, employers that make this mistake. They don't realize they're number one, they are um, terminating someone during a period of time when no companies are really hiring. There's usually some sort of hiring freeze at the end of the year, doesn't really ramp up until um, until, you know, end of end of January into into February. And so the courts recognize that that kind of time frame is is not a good time to be out there looking for a job. And so when you terminate an employee just before the holidays, you're exposing yourself to, as an employer, you're exposing yourself to a longer notice period. Likely you're gonna owe that employee uh, a longer um, notice period, so more severance. 
And in addition to that, there are um, many courts uh, in in Ontario that are awarding punitive damages for these for this kind of behavior. Uh, the courts just see this as uh, as as something that's that's quite cruel to do to your employees. Um, and so, uh, in doing so, they have been awarding these um, damages above and beyond the severance that you're owed. So, really. Major mistake that that I see employers have already made in 2024, and I think you know, unfortunately, they keep, continue to make this mistake going forward. Another big one here: terminating employees who were on a medical leave of absence. Like, come on, wise up, right? Yeah, yeah. This is just so uh, medical leaves. They are job protected leaves. So you are um, it, um, your employer must accommodate that medical leave up to the point of undue hardship. And so I get I can't tell you the number of uh, of clients that I get to call me who um, are they're they're in the middle of a medical leave. They're trying to get better um, and they get a call from their employer and they've been terminated. They no longer have a job to go back to. And uh, not only like losing your job is very stressful in general for everybody, but it's made even more stressful for someone who is in the middle of a medical leave, who's dealing with some health issues, um, trying to get better. And oftentimes when you're on that medical leave, you're either you're not necessarily receiving a salary. So you're really looking forward to getting back to work, getting better. And boom, all of a sudden your employer uh, slaps you with a termination and and you're really kind of at a loss of what to do. So terminating employees who are on medical leaves is just a major mistake that I see employers make. I anticipate that they're going to be making a lot of these mistakes in 2024. And it's something that... Um, not only are not only should you be reaching out to make sure that whatever severance you're offered is um, is appropriate, but in addition to your severance, when you're terminated on on a medical leave, uh, it opens up. It's likely also a human rights violation, and so your the employers are really exposing themselves to again those additional damages above and beyond your the severance that you're owed um, in making a decision like this by terminating someone who is just on a medical leave. The accommodation is really just to keep that person on the medical leave. It's really hard for an employer to understand what their staffing needs would be if what once the employee is ready to come back to work and so it's a difficult um uh it's difficult for an employer to prove that uh there was undue hardship to them in having this person just continue on the medical leave. More mistakes we see coming down in 2024, still coming anyway, overloading their employees with the workload of two positions to cut costs. There's going to be a lot of that going around, as you know. There's already a lot of that going on. So uh, I noticed in coming up to the leading up to the end of 2023 and into 2024, there was a lot of companies that were doing a lot of cutting of cutting costs. They were laying off a, a large portion of their workforce. Um, it's just rampant. And so a lot of people are losing their jobs, but in terms of the workload, the workload isn't necessarily changing. And so what I'm seeing already in 2024 are employees that are coming to me um, and they're burnt out. They have um, their companies downsized, their call they've lost a few of their colleagues. And instead of 
higher it, the workload didn't change and so now one employee is doing the workload of of two positions because the employer has terminated one but the workload hasn't changed and so inevitably someone in that position they're going to get burnt out and this kind these kind of uh, this kind of overloading your employee is likely a constructive dismissal and what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of people calling me because um, they're getting burnt out. It's impacting their mental health. They're needing to take some sort of medical leave. Um, they're stressed out. And so in terms of number one, if your work is impacting your health, uh, you've got to see your doctor. You've got to see um, if you need to be taking a medical leave in order to take care of your health. Um, the other the other aspect of that is what happens in terms of your job. You can't even if you've gotten um, you've improved your health going back into that position where you're doing the workload of two positions, you're just gonna it's just gonna put you right back into the same mindset. And so oftentimes that is a constructive dismissal. You can and you you could be entitled to your severance in those situations and um, you can also, in terms uh, in terms of how you can navigate that, it's it's helpful to reach out to an employment lawyer because in the background we can help you navigate what you need to do in order to make sure that when you're ready to go back to work, you're not going back to a position where you're um, where you're over, where you're doing the workload of two people. Yeah, you just think of what happened, uh, you know, with uh, with Indigo. You know, there's another company who just laid off a bunch of people or let a lot of people go. So there's, you know, the slack's got to be taken up somewhere. So we're going to be looking at that uh, very shortly as well. And if you're one of those people, call Mackenzie for sure and, uh, and at least get some information in that regard. Something else going down is you, and you, you kind of got into this as well, ignoring an employee's doctor note, which is a, that's a really smart thing to do, requiring accommodation of a medical condition and putting them on an unpaid leave of absence. It's just a big bolo wrong right there. Yeah, I'm seeing that uh, as something that has come up commonly in 2023, and I think will continue into 2024. Off, you know, the employers they really need to realize the doctor's note is is a it's a magical document. Um, you can't really argue with a doctor's note if the doctor's note uh, if if you receive a, a doctor's note from one of your employees' uh, doctors outlining what kind of accommodation they need for a medical condition you have to accommodate that medical condition yeah. it's not on you to say that um that you you know as long as it's not undue hardship you do have an obligation to accommodate that employee and so i'm i've seen a lot of times where employers are putting these employees on unpaid leaves instead because, oh, it's, you know, unfortunately, we can't allow you to work from home for two days a week or whatever the accommodation may be. Um, those, again, are con are likely constructive dismissals and oftentimes also a human rights violation. And so, again, those are, it's a major mistake I see employers making. They'll continue to make it into 2024. Yep. 416-870-6400 to interrupt us and ask some questions. I uh, love hearing from you. Jerry, thanks for standing by, pal. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. What's going well, on? Uh, what's I going wasn't on? better. I got I got fired today. Oh man. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been there three years and uh, been a steady employee. Uh, everything like that. I had a heart. I'm 60 years old. I had a heart attack in September, 
and I came back to full full work and uh, been working now for the last couple months. Uh, uh, full thing at quarter to two today. They walked me up to the office and hand me the papers and said uh, uh, fire me with without cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh-huh. <laughs> I was just I was just sort of like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, we just hired a bunch of people, uh, you know, six weeks ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, I realize we're a little bit slow at the thing, but um, when you're hiring one day and firing the next, it's sort of, sort of, you know. Yeah, I got you. Mackenzie, uh, what do you think, pal? Yeah, Jerry, how old are you? Uh, 60. 60. Yeah, I mean, um, what what kind of severance package did they offer you? Um, they offered me, uh, three weeks or two weeks severance pay. Then they offered me three weeks, uh, $4,000 for, uh, um, on top of that. And, uh, and then, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, in, in terms of, um, in terms of the heart attack, did they, I'm assuming you had to take time off. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and did you have some sort of gradual return to work? Uh yeah, I went back to work. Uh, actually, I was back a little earlier than than uh, I guess anticipated. But uh, yeah, I went back to work. Everything's good. Um, okay. And, and did you did you complete your return to work? Like, what did you? Are you were you working full time when they yeah. when they terminated you? I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so certainly, um, Jer- Jerry, it's something that I think we can get into a lot more detail um, off air, but um, certainly you're, you're owed more than, than, than what it sounds like they offered you. Um, likely, uh, what we need to do is we need to review a few more documents. So I think it's better for us to take this off the air. But if you want to give me a call, we can go through your situation in a lot more detail and, and, and provide you with, with your options. Oh, definitely. Yes, I would uh, would uh, call you and uh, and get whatever I get some information for sure. Exactly. Get get what you're owed is what you're looking for, Jerry. I'm going to give you the number now, and I repeat it throughout the show. Of course, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at uh, employment lawyer. .ca. Yeah, we'll take care of Jerry for sure. That's you know, that's not an uncommon thing. Like you said, it's in the new year. You know, I'm sure they didn't didn't uh, you know factor the heart attack in there. But there you go. Just just to your point, came back in September. We're just into January 2024. We just covered this that a lot of companies are letting people go, and of course, like usual, well not like usual, but quite often, probably 90 percent of the time, they're getting substandard severance, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the, the thing to keep in mind is as long as there's no human rights violation, employers are allowed to let their employees go, but uh, they must provide them with their proper severance. And so that's why I was wondering whether he'd fully come back to work from from his from his leave of absence. But once you're you're you know you're back to work, there's not uh, a, a serious human rights violation going on. Then what you're looking at is you got to make sure that that employer is paying your proper your full severance entitlements. And so it doesn't sound like it, but certainly something that uh, that's worth looking into. And and it's always worth when and when you get a severance package, it's always worth having an employment lawyer lawyer look it over because more likely than not, there's something that I can do for you and and I can improve on that. 
In the meantime, Jerry, you can uh, slide by pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can read up of the information there as it pertains to you and uh, take the severance calculator for a spin. That'll give you a little bit better idea of what you're actually owed beyond the paltry three weeks that you were uh, you were offered. Another mistake we see coming down the pike is, uh, you know, permanently replacing an employee when they take a parental leave. Permanently oh, replacing. Oh, that. Yes, I see this all the time. You love the new replacement. They... <laughs> You know, you're not happy having you having the the uh, the new mom back to work and the new dad back to work, and and the number of times that people come to me and they're on their mat leave and the employer terminates their employment, or they come back and shortly afterwards the employer has terminated their employment. It's just a major no-no. Leave your parents, your your employees who are new parents, leave them alone. Um, you can't permanently replace them with with whoever you had um, covering for their leave of absence. Um, the The parental leaves are are a, a, they're a sacred parental job protected leave. You're entitled to your job back when you're ready to come back. And so that one is a big mistake I see often see employers making, and I I, I expect them to continue making that in 2024. There you go. And uh, that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us for this evening. We will uh, we'll get out of here for now, but you also have a, an option to reach out to Mackenzie after the show and beyond that. Uh, the phone number I just gave it, I'll give it again one more time, one 821 Email we always use is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And, yeah, that website, it's handy. It's free. It's anonymous. It's got the severance calculator and so much more. Even before that phone call, use it, Pocket Employment Lawyer. We'll catch you next time on Saturday morning right here on the Employment Law Show.